coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Congratulations, you will receive two free tickets on the cruise ship Nintendo. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. Um, Can I tell you something? We yeah. are FaceTiming each other yes. right now, mm-hmm. and um, I'm doing everything they tell you not to do when you are, if you want, look, out, out of like... Uh, um, self-preservation or you know like uh mm-hmm. um not even pride it's just pure like uh i just want myself to look good is right. i'm doing everything wrong in this instance i'm like backlit i'm mm-hmm. shooting from like underneath like i look like a monster a really tall elongated <laughs> you, monster you do look you do look like you're very, very tall, especially uh-huh. because like the low angle of the camera, uh, I can see like your cabinets behind you, and they look like they are buildings, um, <laughs> like they are skyscrapers that aren't very far above your head. <laughs> so I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm glad we know each other in real life. So yes, that is the like the picture of me that you are seeing. Uh, for our <laughs> listeners, I am a monster. No, 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 no. For our listeners, Mark is an Adonis. I'm beautiful. We're both. <laughs> we both look great. Uh, you know what else is uh, beautiful and looks great is my copy of Sonic Forces, which for the moment you cannot borrow, and I apologize. Uh, but the program still lives. It's just in uh, a stasis for the moment. Um, like so many of us are. If you would like to get on the list to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces eventually, um, you should send us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, at gmail.com and uh, give us a mailing address and we will see um, you know, when the world comes back together if you can borrow my copy of this game. I wonder how close we got that time to nailing. So that one to me sounded perfect. Oh, wow. But I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I would love if if nothing else comes out of all of this, mm-hmm. that we just like get the timing of that down so good. I mean, it would be we would be accomplishing something that no other podcast would be able to look. I I I take in a lot of podcasts, which means I'm taking in a lot of podcasts where people are doing them remotely for the first time right now, um, and it makes me feel not as bad about our stumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something that's coming up really soon that we're doing is all through April, we are doing another retro month like we did last March. Um, this retro month, we're going to be playing the SNES Classics starting April 2nd with The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And we would love for you to play, you play along with us, play a little mm-hmm. bit of the game, experience it for the first time, send us your memories of it. Um, any sort of like feedback you have on your experience to link the past, you should send that to us. Again, do that pretty soon because we'll be talking about it uh, next week 
And then on April 9th, we'll be talking about Super Metroid. April 16th will be Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. And then April 24th is Star Fox. Uh, and shout out to the fourth stranger at the fourth stranger on Twitter who uh, sent us a picture of all four of those cartridges on a table um, that brought me back to like 1994 right there, <laughs> seeing them on like a hardwood uh, table, uh, just being like, oh, yeah, that could be my mom's house. This could be a picture from my uh, from my <laughs> <laughs> from our kitchen uh, when I was a kid. And if you are um, not so lucky to be mm-hmm. um, Patrick's house or his kitchen when he was a kid. Um, uh-huh. You can play all of these games on the Nintendo Switch Online, and, or uh, on the SNES Classic Edition, or on the 3DS Virtual Console. All these games the should, Wii for the U most part, console. be widely... Yes, exactly. Should be widely, <laughs> widely available. Uh, yeah, and we would love to uh, you know, have, have people um, playing along. Uh, we have picked mostly good games... I think we'll argue about whether or not Star Fox is a good game. <laughs> or um, even playable in this day and age. <laughs> I vow, here and now, to get to the end of Star Fox. I'm not doing Star that. Fox. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I vow. I vow. I don't vow. Mm-mm. No way. Um, well, one thing we wanted to talk about... Oh, uh, the thing that we're doing today, like our, our topic for the day, is that we are going to be uh, talking about Nintendo lands, Nintendo areas that we would like to visit on vacation. Um, but before we get to that, uh, you know, that, that's, that topic is sort of inspired by Animal Crossing, uh, New Horizons, and how we ha- have been uh, going on little mini vacations by visiting other people's islands. And how people have gone on uh, vacations visiting our islands. Mark, I saw that you opened your island the other night um, for like an hour. Uh, tell me about how that went. It was really fun. Um, I think I had four or five people stop by. Uh, one thing that was interesting is I opened it up by Dodo Code. And mm-hmm. you're, I think when people come to your island by Dodo Code, they're able to become best friends with you. But when they're there, there's like limitations on what they can do that best friends don't have um like somebody was like hey uh you have a fossil and i told them you can go ahead and pick it up but they're like can't we're not best friends um yeah so just like stuff like that if you're not best friends you can't like chop trees and you can't dig holes i believe um yeah so like if you were to dig up the hole if you were to dig up the fossil and then leave it there then they i think they could take it one of the things that I have found a little bit like obnoxious is the loading screen that happens yes. when somebody is joining your island. Not that bad like the first time, but when you're already interacting with people and then everybody just kind of has to take a 30 second break while you yeah, get this like loading screen. It's so weird. Like I get why it takes a little bit of time, but like why can't the game run normally while that's happening? Like what? It, what's really happening on your end that you need to be like in a loading screen for half a minute? Why? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't get it either. But all that being said, like I know that in previous versions of the game, you've been able to do something similar. But I don't mm. know if it's because this is the most like friends that I've had on a Nintendo console, and I know that you know uh, Nintendo gets a lot of crap for its online infrastructure. But uh, this is the most that I've ever been on other people's Animal Crossing islands or had people like visit my village. And it makes the experience so much fun. 
Well, especially because, and I've I've actually heard like this complaint about the online is that without uh without making people your best friends, there's not that much to do on someone else's island. But that means that you're sort of reduced to like you know when you're using your Nook Miles tickets to visit like a deserted island, you're really just there to maybe recruit a new neighbor, um, and definitely just mine the island for all of its resources, right? Um, but if you're visiting like a real life friend's island, um, the fact that you can't really gather that many resources means that you're sort of just there to see what they've done, um, and like. There's something so like wholesome and wonderful about like you know people coming by and like uh saying like hey I like this outdoor area you set up or um you know being like oh you've got the rug salesman here today like cool you know like I don't know everything feels so um and I think partially because of the restrictions feels so just like nice and friendly and like all you can do is like, you know, play the ocarina with someone and then like wave at them. Uh, and it's a magical little experience. I have really been appreciating like the Nook Connect app or whatever it's called. That's part yes. of the uh, nin- like the um, Nintendo Switch like phone app. So you yeah. can instead of having to use the in-game keyboard to type chat messages, you're just able to use like your phone's keyboard. And that has been a lifesaver. Yeah, it speeds things up considerably. It's still funny how short the messages have to be. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there, there's also like a voice chat component too, which I haven't really done yet, um, partially because like I had my island open this morning and thank you to everyone who stopped by. Um, it was great to see people and like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, like, yay, NCS. Like that, that, that was fun. Um, uh, and, and like, I got dragged away to do some work for a little while. So I just like, I sat, I have a, a table, uh, and a chair like right by the airport. Um, so I just like sat my little guy down there and like was doing work and would like look over every now and then like someone would be coming by and, <laughs> you know, interact with them for a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, I, I really like the idea that I can be a uh, a semi passive thing of like you can open up your island and not have to like directly interact with someone um and then you like you know wander into your town square later and like oh there are some peaches someone dropped on the ground oh yeah yeah do you have all of the fruit now no i think i'm missing apples oh i should bring i'll send you an apple um okay, great. <laughs> i'm missing okay so Last night, after after I closed my island, mm-hmm. I went to um, friend of the show June. I went to his island, and then uh, new friend of the show Kara. I went to her island as well, and um, so she had oranges, and I she let me take a bunch of oranges. I can't remember if I planted one or if I was too greedy and like sold all of them. I think oh, I might have planted one, but I on I can't remember, and it'll be a couple of days until I can figure out. Yeah. Uh, so I think oranges. or or so hopefully i have oranges but if not then i'm missing oranges for sure i'm missing peaches i haven't run into anybody who has peaches yet oh okay i can i think i have a peach that i didn't plant i've been pretty good i have like a like an orchard um which is it i wanted it to be like a nicely like you know lined rows of trees um but there were some tree some fruit trees already in there and i didn't want to like cut them down and start over so like the grid is just, it's more like a fruit forest, um, but I love it. Uh, and so I'll start to grow um, just about everything from there. But I think I have one peach that I didn't plant. I can send that to you. 
Um, my island is not. I I've decided that I'm not going to do like really structured plantings. Uh, I want mm. it to be just kind of like very wild and natural feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's. I mean, the the area that I I refer to it as an orchard, but maybe a grove is a better. Mm, that sounds um, nice. Like it is just a densely forested areas full of fruit trees. Um. And then I also have like a, a space on top of a uh like a higher peak, um where I'm uh, planting a lot of uh, red flowers and one of each fruit tree, and that's I it. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that I do wish you were able to do is exchange fishes, fish with people. Yeah, it's a little weird, right? Yeah. Well, wait can can you put a can you place a fish? No, you can't. I mean, okay, look, if you are on somebody else's island. Right, there's no way for you to take a fish out of your pocket and drop it on the ground like you can yeah, yeah. yourself. And then June had said he uh when I was coming over, June had put a had placed a bunch of fish on the ground and so they were in containers, like they were in the aquariums. Yeah. I could not pick them up. All I could do was turn the lights on and off in the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well June's yeah, island you can is mail on fish the to each other. Right. Uh yeah. can you? I assume so. You can mail everything else. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you can. Can you mail bugs? I haven't tried. <laughs> um, That's a great question. The uh, the other thing is, June's island is on the southern hemisphere. He said it to be the southern hemisphere. So I June. got so many cool exotic like fish and bugs that there's no, no way I otherwise would have been able to get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is cool. <laughs> um. All right. I'm sure I. I am sure that we are going to talk about Animal Crossing more uh, in the days and weeks ahead. Um, and I know we're both going to be opening our islands and we're going to be visiting other people's islands. Um, so, you know, if, if you are our friends on Switch and you open your island, uh, you know, I'm checking that uh, kind of regularly just to see who I can visit. So, um, you know, I'm Ellers and you're Ace. Yep. Um, so if you see us, that's it's just us. <laughs> Um, all right, Mark, let's get into the, the meat of the episode. Let's talk about Nintendo vacation spots. Okay, so the premise here is these are places that we would like to visit on vacation that are like in Ninten- from Nintendo games. Yes. Ex- I mean, you know, because we were talking about, uh, you know, Animal Crossing just like the idea of like going away to this idyllic island and being able to just like relax and check out like friends islands and everything is so appealing that like yeah what other like Nintendo dream vacations would we have yeah uh, Nintendo dream vacation is perfect that may be the name of the episode <laughs> and so <laughs> people may have uh, heard us discover Nintendo dream vacations right now and be like duh it's the name of the episode <laughs> Um, but so we each have a, a couple places that we uh, that we want to pitch as great vacation spots. Mark, would you like to go first? Sure. Yeah. So in the spirit of kind of this like island lifestyle, my first pitch is Isle Delfino from Super Mario Sunshine. Very good pick. Very good pick. I would say I have a related pick, um, but why don't you tell me about why you like um, Isle Delfino? Well. Is Isle Delfino a little bit of a banana re- banana banana republic? Yes, absolutely. Probably. <laughs> its judicial system, as documented on this show, is completely out of control. 
Uh, It was uh, uh, Mario's farce of a trial was just like a sham of justice. But uh, otherwise, it seems really chill. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it has everything I like, which is it has like the ocean, lots of sunshine, um, a a an amusement park. I won't go so far as to call it a theme park because it's not themed to anything. Other than carnival <laughs> rides, it's an amusement park, but it still looks right. fun. Um, it ha- you know, you could do like squid jet skiing. Um, and like the town center seems really nice. Great food, nice people. It seems great. It seems like a wonderful place to visit. Um, so my my related pick is the Seaside Kingdom, uh, Bub Lane from oh Super my Mario gosh, Odyssey. yes. Um, and th- this is, I mean, it is very similar to the Isle Delfino, except it is, well, is, is Delfino like expressly a vacation spot? It, it seems like, um, that is mo- like tourism is probably its main industry. Yeah. And th- that's also true for the seaside kingdom that there are, there's like a club and, you know, there are volley, there's a volleyball court, um, and, and all of that. But the thing that's amazing about the Seaside Kingdom is that the water is carbonated and there's a giant champagne fountain in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) So not only are you going to have like a wonderful, uh, you know, beachy time, but also you're somehow going to get magically drunk drinking champagne that you're swimming in. (laughs) That that is there's like a number of, you know, like water kingdoms in Super Mario Odyssey. Um, there's mm-hmm. like the first one that you go to that's primarily underwater, and then later you go to um, the Seaside Kingdom, where yeah. there's more like beach and it's, it has that sort of atmosphere. And that one is just like so perfect. Like it's the one that they used in all the marketing when they were showing, like totally, you know, like yeah. the uh, Mario running around with his nipples out because uh, it's you know, beautiful. It's it, just beautiful. Yeah, like it's so beautiful. It's, it's a nonstop sunset, and like I think that's where you meet the dog for the first time. Is running around there, um, like, and the uh, the people there are cool. And there's uh, uh, there are like the two like Loch Ness monsters, um, like swimming around in mm-hmm. uh in, in the water there. Um, it's uh, it's just such a cool, chill place, and the music is amazing. Um. Yeah, I, I like that we both were like, okay, let's get like a, a nice like across the bow Mario vacation in. And I realized in my initial, I I have changed my list a little bit um, from oh. where I where where I started with it like uh, earlier because initially I had a lot of like chill kind of like beach type places on my list, but then the more I yeah. thought about it. It's like when I'm choosing to go on vacations, like that is something I want. But there's also like a lot of different types of places that I want totally. to go that aren't always just like that chill out sort of like atmosphere. Yeah. Well, and also like uh, I lived on the island of Oahu for almost a year. Um, and I can tell you that going to the beach gets boring after a while where you're just like well what do we even do at the beach you know we just have to do the same stuff that we're doing sitting around the house except it's like hot and there's sand (laughs) everywhere (laughs) um so uh what what, let's let's move on to maybe our our uh slightly off of that theme um 
vacation destinations. Yeah, sure. So my next pick is Inkopolis from Splatoon 2. Okay, so Mark, I also have Inkopolis from Splatoon 2. I wasn't sure. In fact, before we started recording, I was very confident initially. I was like, I don't think there's any way we're going to have the same stuff. I should have known better. Should have known. Splatoon, oh, look, Inkopolis would be an awesome place to hang out um, because it is overrun with this, like, Nickelodeon-style youth culture and, like, this music that is uh, upbeat and fun and doesn't really make sense. Um, like, it's almost too noisy and, like, discordant to be pop, um, but, like, it's awesome. Um, and everything looks cool and, like, oh, man, I love Inkopolis. Yeah, everything has such a, um, like, fun vibe, and everybody mm-hmm. seems so cool. And so, like, I imagine the coolest version of myself, like the, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, like the Stefan Urkel version of Mark Mitchell would emerge when I was in Inkopolis. I mean, that's just you wearing Clement's clothes, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is, that's totally accurate. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, I, I also, uh, like, it, it seems like, I mean, obviously, Inkopolis is just, uh, like, Tokyo, right? Um, so, like, in some, in some capacity, like, I just want a cool urban vacation, um, and that's what this would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do have a, a backup now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, uh, Inkopolis on the back burner. That's yours. You get Inkopolis. Um. I'm going to go now to Bella Cola. That's right. I'm choosing an island from Star Tropics. I knew. I, I was like, there's no way we're getting through this without a Star Tropics reference. <laughs> so, yeah, you know me too well. <laughs> uh, so Bella Cola is the, I think it's chapter five or six. Um, it is the one that takes place on like the um, pirate island. Um, so there, there are two islands that are like right next to each other and a strait b- between them. And the strait is blocked by a beached pirate ship. Um, and there's like a little culture that has built up around this beached pirate ship. So I want to go, I want to explore an abandoned pirate ship cause that's cool. It also has the church with the giant organ that you have to play by stepping on it. So, like, I want to have my own big moment, except instead of an electric keyboard, it is an organ that I'm jumping around um, playing heart and soul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That does sound really fun. I realized we talk about Star Tropics all the time, and longtime listeners probably know Star Tropics. But do you want to just give, like, a brief uh, overview of what Star Tropics is? Star Tropics is a game on the original um, NES that is sort of an overhead, um, almost Zelda-like. In fact, it kind of pivots between um, being like a Final Fantasy-like game where uh, there's like no action. And then when you go into dungeons, it becomes a little bit more Zelda-y. And it has these really obtuse puzzles and a lot of like, uh, you know, like pixel-perfect platforming in it. Um, And you play Mike who uh, is a kid, a baseball player from Seattle. Um, he has red hair, freckles. He has red, mm-hmm, and he uh, fights with a yo-yo. <laughs> um, he, he is uh, as American as apple pie. Um, and he is visiting his uncle, uh, Mike. No, he's Mike. Uh, Dr. Jones. His name is Jones, I believe. Um, 
he's oh, visiting totally his uncle. Oh, it totally is, because it's an Indiana yeah, Jones Yeah, it's an Indiana like, Jones ripoff, rip yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, your, your uncle, who does, like, some mysterious research in uh, these islands, um, and uh, he's missing, and you go on an adventure to find out what happens to him. And one of the sort of, like, side adventures as you're looking for him is you're trying to sail between these two islands, um, and, uh-oh, there's a pirate ship in the way. Um, <laughs> And so that's that's where I'd like to go on vacation because a you get to have like the tropical island vacation like you know check we like that uh, but there's a little bit more like culture and like interesting weird stuff here like a pirate ship and like a giant organ. So I'm uh, going to kind of like piggyback off of that, like kind of thread the needle between the chill out vibe, but mm-hmm. maybe with like a little more going on, and that is. My next pick, which is the Rito Village from Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. So, like, is the apocalypse, do like, looming depending on when I'm visiting? Like, yes. A hundred percent. Or I guess, actually, maybe it already happened, right? And Well, yeah. Yeah. You're saying in, like, the Breath of the Wild, like, in the current timeline of Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Yeah. The apocalypse has happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you know, but I'm still... You, you know, you get bored at home, um, yeah. even after the apocalypse. But one of the things that the Rito Village, um, one of the reasons it like checks the boxes for me is as a kid, one of my one of the movies I loved watching was the Disney version of Swiss Family Robinson. Yes, and totally. going to like Disneyland and uh, being able to walk up the tree house. Now it's like Tarzan's tree house, although still exists at Disney World the Swiss Family Robinson tree house, but you're like walking up it. And just like the idea of living in that like tree house is so much fun that even to this day, it's like, yes, I a hundred percent want to do that. And the Rito village kind of captures that energy. Do you think any of that has like, there's some Ewok village that's like buried inside your head too, because like they're also up in the trees. Yeah, I guess that's true. And that level in Donkey Kong Country, like, it's all, we like tree houses. <laughs> I think, yeah. It's just, like, in- <laughs> inherent in us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that, and that's a great pick, too, because, like, um, they're, the island that, like, the, the Rito are on, it is, it's, like, this enormous, uh, like, just pillar of rock, right, that just, like, shoots up um, uh, from this, like, huge hole in the ground this giant uh ravine or i don't even know like what you would call like dry lake or something um and like the views out uh from rito village are just awesome yeah and just like the verticality of it um Mm -hmm. how everything's just like stacked on top of each other it just seems like it'd be a super cool place to hang out okay would you try hang gliding I would try hang gliding. I like I like to pretend that I am a, you know, I would do anything once type person. Yeah. Um that's my goal anyways. That is what I strive to be is a sure I'll try that once. I think especially if you know that like everyone else is a bird person and like they can try to save you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that everybody else was doing it and that I would feel oh. <laughs> and, and so you would be pressured into it and you would feel bad if you didn't. So of course you right. would do it. Both things are true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my next pick is 
perhaps a cheat. Uh, you can call me on it if it is. Uh, but I want to visit the entirety of the Lilat system from Star Fox. Now, this means I'm going to a lot of different planets. I'm going to Corneria, which is the, the kind of Earth-like planet, and it's got, like, cool cities and stuff. I'm going to Macbeth, which is, like, an industrial kind of uh, planet with, like, volcanoes. It's a little bit Mustafari, um, to refer again to Star Wars. Uh, I'm going to uh, Fortuna, which is a jungle planet with big monsters. I'm going to Saria, which is the uh, dinosaur planet from Star Fox Adventures. Like, this is going to be one of those things where I spend, like, one day and one night um, just on each planet traveling the Lilat system. I think that's totally fair, and that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see a lot of cool things, talk to some f- funny animals, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, is, is this from just, like, Star Fox in general, or from, like, the Star Fox uh, SNES game? So uh, I, a lot of the like structure of uh, the Lilat system is uh, like established in Star Fox and sort of expanded in 64. And then like every time they go back to it, it's um, like there's a, a little bit more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, the only like post um, Star Fox 64 information that I really want to incorporate is the Star Fox adventures. Cause like, I want to see. I want to see some dinosaurs. I want to meet a tiny triceratops who is also a princess. Like, <laughs> like, do not deny me this. <laughs> um, my next pick is Mute City from the F Zero series. Ooh. So I've always liked um really like big, dense, busy cities. Uh, it's yeah. something that like I enjoy visiting and like being a part of it all, you know. Uh, yeah, totally. So, so let me let me read to you the description of Mute City from the F Zero Wiki. Yes, please. Um, okay, so uh, the city is the most famous location in the F Zero Grand Prix. Blah 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 blah. The population is over one billion. Whoa! And consists of all <laughs> kinds of sentient life. Uh, uh-huh. Mute City is known as the metropolis in the heart of the Space Federation. Uh, and it's the information link for the entire universe. It is also regarded as the most advanced and sophisticated city in the universe. Um, basically, it sounds a lot like Coruscant from, again, Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> and that seems cool. That seems really cool to me. It, it does seem really cool. Is this, do we know, is it like a full planet-sized city? I mean, one billion is a huge city. <laughs> It is a huge city. I don't think we know. I don't think we know exactly how like much area it covers or what it's the density cover, is. It's got to cover a lot of area because it is uh, at least dispersed enough for there to be like high-speed car races through the streets of the city. <laughs> well, I will say that um, Mute City is on Earth. So unless oh, okay. it has taken up the entirety of Earth, then... Which it could, again, as far as I can tell, we have no specific, like, square mileage. Yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Now, this is interesting. Are uh, the rest of the, like, tracks and locations in um, uh, uh, F-Zero, are they, does the whole game take place on Earth, or are you on other planets? I have no idea. 
we look at some point we are going to dive deep into the geography <laughs> of of F-Zero. Well, it probably won't be today. Apparently Mute City's original name uh was Mutant City. So maybe it's mm. all taking place on Earth and all the things we um have just assumed are aliens are actually mutants or mutations of life form on Earth. That's interesting that like people started to mutate on Earth and then they were like Oh, all the mutants have to go to like one city, and then at some point the mutants started to outnumber the humans. I think you're right. I think the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this is one day doing a deep dive. <laughs> or maybe it's uh, this takes place in the current Marvel universe with the X Men, and Mute City is actually an outgrowth of Krakoa, the mutant nation. <laughs> Oh, I just want to talk about X-Men. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, my next uh, vacation destination is, of course, from Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch, is the Kingdom of Sniffleheim. Sniffleheim is an Arctic city. Um, Sniffle is a very good pun uh, in this case. Uh, because it is a snowy land, like, uh, and it's a, a port town, and it is adjacent to um, like mountains. So I I like to go skiing, um, and I know there would have to be like some sort of development there uh, <laughs> in order to allow for chairlifts and the like. But um, the ruler of Sniffleheim, the the queen there, is very close to um, an ice witch who used to like sort of plague the countryside, but now they're working together. Um, so I imagine that she can work up some kind of magic to get me to the top of the mountain and just I can keep skiing on down. And also, every town in... Uh, I knew I would have to pick some town from Dragon Quest Eleven, and I was like, it could be any of them. They're all amazing places, and I just want to live in each one. It's funny that you chose a like kind of snowy mountain area. Um, my last pick is also that sort of thing, but it um, I don't actually know what I would expect from it exactly because it is Mount Wario from uh, oh, Mario Kart from 8. Mario Kart. <laughs> and so at the end of uh, like your downhill drive. Yeah. At the finish line is like this beautiful, enormous, like winter lodge. Mm -hmm. And one of my dream vacations has always been going just like during the winter around Christmas, going to like the Swiss Alps and just staying in a lodge and being like really cozy and everything. And so I'm imagining that I could do that at Mount Wario. But the catch, of course, is that it is Mount Wario. Wario. That's right. And who knows what kind of two and a half stars on Yelp service I would mm -hmm. be getting at this lodge. Also, you have to ask the question, how do you access the place? Do you need to be dropped from a plane? <laughs> hey, I said I would do anything once. You said you would do it. You said you would do it. It's true. <laughs> um, no, Mar Mount Wario does seem great, though. Like, and it's got like, uh, uh, you know, expanses of forest. And um, there's like some cool hydroelectric dam or something. Um, yeah, that seems like a, a chill place. Also, it has um, like snowboarding shy guys. You bet it does. 
look, any place that can offer me snowboarding shy guys, like <laughs> I am there. Um, Mark, was that your your final location? It was, yeah. I think that was all five for me. Okay, so my my fifth and final um destination is Tadpole Pond from Super Mario RPG. Um, so this is Mallow's hometown. This is where he was raised. Uh, raised to believe that he is a tadpole, even though he's very obviously a cloud. Um, but Tadpole Pond is uh, it's uh got like a little bit of a like calypso sort of vibe to it and there's a lot of water um and tadpoles and frogs and stuff but the there are two reasons specifically that i want to go there one is it is the home of frog fuchsius who is a wise and ancient frog who is also like kind of a goof like he's very smart and he'll say very uh like wise and insightful things to you but he's also funny so like i want to go talk to frog fuchsius he's the complete package he is. He's the he's the whole package. Plus, he's a frog. So, like, come on. <laughs> so, the complete package. The complete package, yes. Uh, more complete than any human could ever hope to be. But also, Tadpole Pond, for I, no reason, is the home of Toadowski, the world-famous Toad composer. <laughs> so, if you want to be on the bleeding edge of Toad classical music, you have to be where the genius composer Todovsky is. <laughs> and you know so that there's just like a, mm-hmm. a Toad like Salieri who is just, who's <laughs> also there, who's just so envious. He's just struggling. <laughs> but you don't see him in the game. You don't, you know, and you never will. Um, Just another slide. This is is, uh, like an intellectual vacation for me, right? This is where I want to go and I want to be in the presence of these two masters, one of uh, just like philosophy and thought and the other of of music. Um, I think that that would be a cool time. Yeah, all of those sound so appealing right now. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, uh, anywhere outside of my house, that would be a a fun vacation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no happy to do our part and stay inside and keep people safe um all right mark let's close this out and actually well we just talked about all the places that we would like to visit on vacation i am certain that we are leaving things out uh obviously we've got star tropics covered but uh if you have any cool places uh from the world of nintendo that you think it would be fun to visit shoot us an email at nintendo cartridge society at at gmail.com that one wasn't as good as the first one. Oh no oh no did we peak did we hit perfection (laughs) i mean it's impossible to tell if it sounds right to me it could also be wrong right Well, we'll see. We'll see how we did. Um, everyone will let us know in the emails they send us, uh, giving us their their uh, the places they'd like to visit um, within the Nintendo universe. I think this is uh, fun because I feel like there's no limit to like you can make an argument for visiting almost any place, right? Totally. I mean, we didn't even, and also we didn't even touch Pokemon, and that's like a nice place to go. Yeah, that's like a really chill place where everyone is just excited about Pokemon. 
so anyway, email us those um, and we will share them on our next episode. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you like the episode, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. Um, on Twitter, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Cart Society. You can check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. And of course, if you ever want to visit our islands at some point in the future, um, follow us on Twitter. We'll be tweeting out Dodo codes um, and become our friends. Our uh, Switch friend codes are in the uh, episode description of every episode. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying we will never give you two and a half star service. And thank you for listening. Rachel, Oscar. Yeah, Claire? Claire? Do you love Disney movies? Uh-huh. Have you seen them all? Not, Not all of them. them. What do you guys think if we watch them all in chronological order and then talk about them? Ooh. Oh, and what if we could talk about it with some of our favorite friends? <gasps> I love that. Yeah, what if we do it inside the Disney Vault? You know, that's the name of our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media. Yeah, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to yours. That's Inside the Disney Vault. Let's go. Woo! Campfire.